Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we begin, wanted to remind you all about the Union Community, a private safe space for goalkeepers to engage, educate, and entertain one another away from the vitriol of social media. To download free, go to the Union Community on Apple or Google Play stores or www.theunionsports.com. Thanks a lot for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from a non-snowing West Hollywood, California. <laughs> we had flurries yesterday, Saskia Weber. It was a big, big deal. I saw, big, big I saw deal. them. You know, I, I said, Shannon, Shannon, look, it's snowing. And then she ran inside and she was texting everybody. And then I realized it was like the the pollen or the buds coming off the tree because of the wind. And I didn't have the heart to tell her. I was like, she's like, I text everybody. It was snowing. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll just oh leave it God. at that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just dandy. It's just dandelions. <laughs> it oh was. Uh, those of you guys tuning in for the first time, the voice you're hearing right there, if you're not watching the show, is 99 World Cup winner, Saskia Weber, who I think is sporting a camp shutout. I am. Right I am. I thought I'd give Look a nod that. to Stan and, and everybody. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And somebody that knows a little bit about dealing with the snow. Uh, we have Casey current, current NWSL draft pick, uh, who's just finished her first preseason in the NWSL after an illustrious career in college over at Iowa state, Jordan Silkowitz. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. I don't think she's done with preseason. <laughs> oh, you guys still in the preseason. Okay. <laughs> we finished like our, we finished our preseason, like little camp, but there's, there's still a little more. <laughs> yeah. We still have a few more weeks. I'm like, because oh. uh, I haven't started announcing games yet. So I think she's got about four more weeks or three more weeks. <laughs> the what, first half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was like the first game was like tomorrow and like, Suskies are like, oh, I'm supposed to be in like Florida right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> well, you know, what, what's really funny about this, Jordan, is that, uh, you know, we started really getting deep in the weeds with you uh, earlier on, like in January, I think December, January, when uh, when Suskia was researching the NWL draft, and she had to do a deep dive into all the goalkeepers in the draft. So she really got to know you pretty well. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How did oh, it feel? How did it feel? Getting drafted? Absolutely. Oh my gosh! True. I was. <laughs> it, I don't even think I have the word for it. It was so surreal. It was. It was incredible. I'm just so so blessed and so grateful it was like i said honestly truly at a loss for words though it was such like a well organized put on event i have never been to like a drafter you know you see you watch like you watch it on tv and you're like oh that's so cool but when you go when you're like actually there it's it's mesmerizing it, it was it was really special and yeah it was <laughs> funny story when i got drafted actually i was sitting with my parents came, my uncle, my grandma, my cousin, my best friend from school, and my boyfriend all came with me to the draft. And I was sitting, it was like second round. We had like gotten up, got something to drink. We we're just kind of like sitting on the back couches, like obviously waiting for Kansas City to make their pick. And we're like, no way, like this is super early for a goalkeeper. Like I was like, maybe I'll go like end of fourth, like not too normal goalkeepers get taken high or any of that. And so when my name, I, I think I just blacked out for a second. Like, <laughs> we all look at each other. We're like, that's me. Like, like, did we hear that? Yeah, literally. I was like, I just walked in my hands over my mouth. I couldn't believe it. But, yeah, Mike, you know what was, you know, what's funny is like with like the NFL draft, let's say they get a phone call, you know? So like, you know, the coach will call before, even if you're sitting like in the, in the, in the arena and stuff like that you kind of get you see them on the phone you get a phone call before there is no heads up whatsoever it is total surprise <laughs> that's amazing and you know the, the funniest thing about that jordan is that Suskia had a soft spot every single time when she was doing the oh. draft coverage oh my god yeah you I mean, know all of you all were all right there uh in the panel over there and then at the second any time a goalkeeper was taken they would be like Suskia, and just like turn to you <laughs> and i'd be like beaming Theming and, and like such a great draft for goalkeepers it was. I mean, like, you know, especially the third round and everything, but just, you know, such a good core. And I, I think that going in, I wasn't sure how the teams are going to go goalkeeper wise. Cause a lot of times, you know, goalkeepers don't go high in drafts. It's true. Yeah. It's not like a quarterback. Yeah. 
it should be, but it's not. And then just to see, you know, you go and then Lauren go and everybody, go, it was just like, I was, I was, it was a great draft for me. I was, I was loving it. <laughs> no, it was. And you know, and I, I think one of the funniest things, Jordan, is that that night, you know, after you got drafted, I tried to hit you up. And literally after I hit you up, I'm like, there's no way she's going to respond. Like she's got probably so much going on right now. Cause like Suskia had to leave the next day. She only had like one day and I wanted to do this live with you. Uh, and then like a, a couple of weeks later, you're like, I am so sorry. I missed this message. There was a lot going on that night. Just a little It was bit. crazy. I gave my, when I got drafted, I had my phone in my hand. I gave it my first ever goalkeeper coach, Zach. He actually came to the draft and I gave him my phone. I put it down. He picked it up. He said he had to give it to, um my teammate and best friend near because my phone was just blowing up like oh, yeah. i couldn't even open my phone texture just coming in i'm like, so grateful i was like i didn't even like i said i didn't even see it until the next few days i had to like go through everything that's awesome you know and, and i think the really cool thing about this is that uh, you know a lot of people aren't familiar but you actually have a relationship with lloyd at kc already mm-hmm. so when i was younger i always wanted to be a goalkeeper but i ran track so i like running was my thing for a while and at one point I was just like, I'm so tired of running. I want to do something. Like, I want to do something with running. So, like, obviously I started playing soccer. But my coach would never let me play in goal. She's like, you'd be a waste of space in the goal. Like, you're too fast <laughs> to be in goal. Like, <laughs> no way. Sorry, we're not doing gotta it. Love, like, gotta love coaches. Yeah, I was like, oh I was like no way. I'm going to go to a team where I can, <laughs> I can get some training and play in goal. So I went to a different club. And Lloyd was actually the first ever session I just wanted to try out being a goalkeeper. He was my goalkeeper coach. I love it. Oh my gosh. Full that's circle, amazing. Well, I love, I love the way you're like, you'd be wasted in goal. Like waste, just like, you're too good of an athlete. And stuff. You're too, put, put the I, fat kid in the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that it's that stigma. It's like, no, mm -hmm. no, it's put the great athlete that's fit and can handle it in the back mentally, everything. Come on coaches. Exactly. I've, I've, li I've literally honestly heard that actually at the, at the foundational levels at the club club level. And <laughs> hopefully things are improving uh, from, from, from the past. But when I remember when I started coaching club, you know, you would get these conversations about the U nines and stuff. They're like, oh, I just need a kid that can pick up the ball if it rolls to them. Like, that's all I want. That's all I want back there. You know, I want the athletes playing on the field, scoring goals for me. Um, so uh, anyway, obviously, obviously Jordan, so you got that connection with Lloyd and yeah, more connections with the inside the 18 and the union goalkeeping community. Uh, Dan Ball, as well, worked with Jordan at Iowa State. He was a like a big reason why I went to Iowa State. I mean, I just I wanted to be coached by the best, and in the whole transfer process, I I really bought into Dan, and he bought into me, and we worked great together. I I grew so much, not only as a goalkeeper but as a player, and I'm really fortunate for him and. Actually, this summer I got to got to go and train with Angel City for a few weeks, and then I actually went to Kansas City for a week, and then Louisville. Um, so just kind of got my feet wet in the professional environment, and he was he was a big help in that. I wouldn't be where I am without him. That's awesome. That's actually a great segue into today's topic, actually, guys, which is uh, preparing for a new environment. Uh, Jordan, obviously, you know you're you're moving on from the collegiate environment to the professional environment right now um for some people out there who don't know what we mean by a new environment like in your thoughts like what do you, what do you think of a new environment for you well i think of i feel like there's different ways obviously the jump from like you're at a call you're in a college environment and then obviously to a professional environment um but that can also be i'd also transfer schools to a new environment obviously mm -hmm. within the same level but within like college soccer but just jumping into that professional level it's like the step everyone always talks about the step from high school to college and how big of a jump that is into that new environment but it, it's the same if not even bigger from college to pro you know it, it's funny that you just said that right there because you know i think a lot of times Suskia people kind of think of things as as different steps but you know, even the step from like U11 soccer or U10 soccer to, you know, U12 or U13 or whenever they move into the big goal is a new environment. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it really says something about somebody that can change environments. And, and it's a major step to go from from college to pro. Um, and even though we've talked about it on the show, some college programs are better than the pro environment, you know, to be honest, like, the, but you're also going to school every day. 
Um, you have like a core of friends, you're living in the dorms, you have a meal plan, you have like all this stuff. And now all of a sudden you're going pro and you go to practice, you go to, you know, you go to video and stuff. And then the rest of the day is your own. And how do you maintain that? How do you do, you know, your, your like food, everything, everything is, is now on you and it's pro and it's a change. You're leaving all your your safe space, all your friends and everything, and you're going and you're making new friends and you're starting over and not everybody can handle that. Yeah. And by the way, Jordan, feel free to step in anytime. You don't need to wait for us to ask you a question. Because Mike will like just that. babble. Yeah, I'll just, ba- <laughs> no, I'll just thank babble. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, just interrupt but, him. Yeah. So feel free to elaborate if, if you want. But like, I think, you know, Suskia just brought up a really good point that I wasn't even thinking about in regards to like new friends too. Because whether you're a youth player or a college player going to the pro game, when you go into a new environment, these are new women that some of them maybe you have a relationship with, some of them maybe you don't have a relationship with. And, you know, finding finding a way to kind of acclimate yourself, not just on the field, but off the field is so massive. Oh, it's huge. And, I mean, you alluded to it. Just you're going from where you know everyone, mm-hmm. like, like especially you've been in the – and transferring but you've been in the same environment for a few years and things change but <coughs> you're still accustomed to things but then you go into a brand new environment and being able to it's everyone says it, but be comfortable being uncomfortable like still yeah. be able to perform at what you were but in completely different environments like you don't have school anymore like you don't it's soccer it's you have to completely adapt to and the age gap is so much bigger too yeah, like in college yeah you're working yeah. with like five years max but then obviously you have 10, 15 years. Exactly. People are married, mm-hmm. have kids. Like you just, it's so in you know, a rookie coming in, like straight out of college, just very different. Yeah, it's true. I mean, even for me, uh, on the, with the national team, the age gap wasn't that big, but when you look at just the difference in somebody's life outside the sport, like whether it was joy or Carla or any of those players, they had kids. They would go home when we lived, we all lived in Florida for six months. They would go home and have the kids and on the weekends, they take them to Disney or whatever. And, and for me, I'm just like, okay, that's not like, that's not who I am. <laughs> like, I'm like single and I'm in Orlando. And so it's like, so, you know, it was important for me to find an outlet and friends within the team, but friends outside of the team as well and, and be comfortable in my life. And it is a big mm-hmm. difference because in college, like you're all, you're staying in the same dorms as everybody and you're, you're seeing everybody and you're constantly like in the mix and, and to find like comfortability in that, that's part of it as well. It's, it is a big transition. Mm-hmm. And no, you're still in the United States. Like imagine moving overseas. I went to Japan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jordan, I was just thinking about this. Like, how, how was it? Is it really that different than going from being a senior in high school to a freshman in college? Um, I would say it's just different. Um, I think you obviously have like the experiences of college, like going into pro, but it kind of is like a brand new sport, like in a sense. Things are so much faster. The pace of everything is so much faster. We've talked about the outside life, like. That's so much fat, like not faster, but different that you have to get accustomed to. And I've only been in it for a month now. And we've been in, <laughs> we're in Florida. So it was like a little different. Like everyone's kind of outside their, like their environment of being at home. Right. You're uh, not, they're not going home to their houses or their apartments. Yeah. Like you're all staying in the same place. And yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I was actually just thinking about actually, that. I think that's good though. Oh, I mm-hmm. completely It was. Yeah. Because awesome. It forces you to mesh as a team. Like mm-hmm. if you're doing preseason home, Right. So once you're done, you're done video, you're done with weights, whatever, after practice, like if people are just dispersing and going to their own places, now you're in a forced environment where you're probably having meals together, where it's more like when you're traveling for away games and everything. I I was literally just thinking that, Saskia, you stole that right out of my mouth. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's great. Cause I want to save my voice because I clearly am losing my voice right now. Uh, so it's, uh, it's good. Oh no, 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 you don't understand Jordan. So and I, we had a meeting like about an hour ago and like, while I'm like trying to get like very like, you know, articulate and like, you know, very businessy in this like whole, like rant, whole like monologue type thing. My voice. Yeah. He's hacking. He's hacking oh and God. he's drinking Pedialyte. That is so funny. I, I knew you were drinking Pedialyte. Isn't How? Because you can tell the bottle? Oh, you can tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told you. 
<laughs> oh my, oh my God. And I'm going in between like cold and hot in my body right now. It's oh, a, just, it's a stop. Whole... just stop. Can I tell you that I, um, I, I have some sort of thing going on with my eye, I, my right eye it. too. You can see it. Okay. Yeah. This is what happened yesterday. I was brushing my teeth and, uh, the toothpaste accidentally squirted into my eye. And, uh, so I irritated my eye with a, I don't think toothpaste is supposed to go into your eye. I'm just pretty sure that's You're not, a mess, Mike. I am. I am. I have games on Sunday to play too. So hopefully I can be healthy, healthy by then. You got a few you know, days to recover. Hopefully that Pedialyte helps you. There we go. Yes. <laughs> oh Why'd my you God. pour that in your eye? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that'll uh, help. We are so off subject right now. <laughs> People are like tuning in. They're like, I thought this was a goalkeeping podcast. It sounds like about. Uh, and we do not have a sponsorship by Peter Light. By, by <laughs> no, no, it sounds like it should be promo codes. Some promo code S Weber for 15% off. Uh, <laughs> Pedia Light, if you're listening. Um, Jordan, I want to talk about on the field, though. Um, mm -hmm. How does college prepare you for the pro game? Or at least, you know, playing at the level that you played at? Yeah. So. Honestly, I think nothing will, at least from my experience, nothing will truly get you ready for the next level um, in the sense of like adapting to what it's like there. I think the summer kind of really opened my eyes to that as well. Like, and then coming back into the college environment after the summer. Um, but I grew so much as well as like on the field, but as well as off the field, like as a person and as a leader. And I think my mindset and being able to deal with things both on and off the field in college has helped prepare me for the next level. And I think that's the biggest piece that I would take away is how much I've grown as a person over my five years in college to help. And that's built and helped get me to where I am today. But especially this preseason, just seeing, I think college helped me and I wasn't, I'm not afraid to fail. And I think that was the biggest piece I could take with me to the next level is I'm not afraid to make mistakes. Like in practice, I, I write on my armor for every game, be brave when I look down. Because normally if you mess up something, your head always goes down. So like be brave. Go for those passes that maybe are a little tighter than you're comfortable hitting in a tight game. But just continuing to have that mindset as well as it's a it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. I'm a, like we're changing environments. Things are not gonna happen overnight. I didn't change overnight in college. It took I've changed so much in five years. It's a process, it's a journey. So being able to take the mindsets and things that I've learned in college and be able to apply them to the professional, like being a pro now has helped me immensely. I feel like I need to record that and listen to it over and over again from myself too. That's a solid positive affirmation there, Susk. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering how, how it was walking in and training with from, um, Adriana and, and everything. Like how was that initial? I think it's crazy because for <laughs> the minute you take you take a step back and you're like I watch these people on TV like like I I I've idolized these like people like the people I'm about to train with growing up and being able to just be able to learn and see like personal goals like what Adia's done is what I want to do in my life and being able to learn from her and Cassie I can't speak high enough for the two of those two incredible people incredible goalkeepers and I couldn't be more excited to be a part of this goalkeeping group and continue to learn from them but just being able to see the standard in which they hold themselves to and how they train and how they be a pro because yeah. everyone talks about like being a pro but there's so many questions you also have about okay what does being a pro really entail like how do they live their life what do they do so mm. it's really cool to be able to pick their brain and see how and see how they do and be able to learn from them I think Jordan should teach a webinar on how to be a <laughs> how to come into a professional environment. You seem to, you seem, to be, you seem to be rocking it. Um, Siskiyo, obviously, you know you've mentored and you've you, you've chatted with a lot of players who come from the collegiate environment into the professional environment. What are some of the misconceptions that that young college players have about the pro game? Well, I don't think it's misconceptions. I think you, I think you know Jordan hit the nail on the head. Like you have to go in with a certain amount of humility and be willing to learn um, and be willing to, to, to grow. And, and I think that if you have a player and even coming from high school, you've seen it have a high school player come into a, a major um, college environment thinking, well, I was, I've been the best, you know what I mean? I won my ACNL and I did this and I did that and expecting to walk right in. 
and how that's incredibly rare, if not impossible. Um, and there's a learning curve. And it's what we've said, it's on the field and off the field. And if you go in with the mindset that I need to learn, I need to understand what it is to be pro, like take bits and pieces from you, the people around you, use them. And hopefully they're open, like giving back as well. And, and that's that's how you do it. Like you, you don't go in you know, you can go in saying gangbusters, look, I'm going to bring it every day and I'm going to make myself ready that, um, that I'm going to, I want to start. That is the right mentality. Absolutely. But at the same time, that's brought with some sort of humility, you know, and understanding. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm almost thinking like, you know, kind of like that, that first year, that first professional year or that first preseason Jordan is kind of very similar to like if you come into a, a as a freshman into a college environment and and you know maybe there's a senior there's the number one or whatever and they say hey you know you're going to redshirt this year so that you know you can take some time to acclimate to this environment get used to the speed of play that sort of thing you brought up the speed of play thing and it was just making me think about how many players have you seen go into a professional environment and they try to re redo themselves because the speed is so much faster yeah no, I think the Lloyd actually gave me a really good piece of advice kind of before, like everything before the draft. He said, no matter where you go, just stay true to who you are. Don't mm -hmm. try to fit your environment. And the biggest mm -hmm. thing I've done with is being me has gotten me to where I am so far. It's gotten me through the last, my whole life. So why would I change now? Like, yeah, and I think you have to remember you were brought in because you're you. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, there are going to be things that need to be tweaked and you need to catch up to the speed and, and all that stuff. But you're brought and, and I think you see a fault in goalkeepers, whether it's coming into college or into the pros that say, I need to be a D like this is what they want. No, she's her and she has her strengths and weaknesses and you're you and you have your strengths and weaknesses. And Lloyd's going to help with the, the weaknesses, but highlight the strengths mm -hmm. and they might be totally different but you're drafted because of that. And if you try to go in thinking you're supposed to be somebody else to fit a mold, you're going to fail. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen so many people, including myself, try to do that and go, Oh, well, I've got to play just like that guy because that guy's playing right now. So that's what they want or whatever, not recognizing, you know, my own qualities and obviously, you know, my own different physical structure and all that, that sort of thing. That's right. Um, you know, Jordan, I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, obviously you have a relationship with Lloyd, you know, that he he's seen the progression with you. And so do you feel like that might be a little bit easier for somebody than goes in to, you know, an unknown goalkeeper coach who they've never worked with before? Yeah, no, I think like going in the summer and being able to train for a week in Kansas City was amazing. It was just it's great to see. And like, just kind of understand what the environment is like. And, and I got the opportunity to train with AD and Cassie and Sydney at the time in Kinston, you got to see what the dynamic was like in the group, how training sessions were. So I, I knew what, if I were to go there, I knew what it would be like to an extent. So I thought like that personally helped me and also being able to like, this is what I want. This is where I want to be. Like I, I, I love these sessions. I love the challenges. Like this is, this is where I want to be doing with these people. Yeah. You know, Saskia, obviously, you know, not, not every, every player is going to have that the access to those resources, you know, um, you know, such as such as Jordan, which is amazing to have those connections and everything like that. But if if young players out there do get the opportunities to not even even if they can't even step into the sessions just to audit, like how much can they learn from that? Well, they can learn a ton, you know, um, we always talk about goalkeeping and coaching being a gray area. And, you know, there's certain tools you need in your toolkit across the board. And then you can you can use those tools to adapt to whatever environment you come in, like whatever the team's the team's dynamic is, however their structure is, however your back line is set up, however the goalkeeper coach likes to coach, like have your fundamental tools ready to go, but then be open to adapt. And then you might you might get traded and it might be a whole new system and a whole new goalkeeper coach and a whole new philosophy but the philosophies aren't as far askew as, as they sound. They're mm -hmm. a lot tighter. And as long as you have that adaptability, you'll, you'll succeed. So Jordan, I have a question for you. How did, did, did preseason feel the same as kind of going into a college preseason or did it feel like a very different type of setup? 
absolutely like, not. not very different. <laughs> very different. I think, obviously, when you go into preseason, I was like a freshman, too. From high school to college, it's a big jump. But I felt this jump is even bigger just because you're playing with some like the best in the world. You're playing with the best of the best. And being able to like adapt and change to what I've been used to at school, whether it's the pace of the ball, the pace of the game, just like, <coughs> just like when you feel from high school to college, the, the pace in which the ball moves, you just feel like in your head you're three steps behind. That's how it feels just kind of getting like getting in games. Everything's happening so much quicker. Pe- players are a lot smarter. They will expose you. And if you give the smallest area, you're going to get beat. Whereas in college, you can kind of get away with it sometimes. You, you can't get away with it at the next level. And so just for me, like obviously time, like reps and being able to see things is is helping. It's, it's still going to take a long, it's still going to take a while, but just continuing to see things has helped. As the weeks go on, you can like, you can see little steps being made. I think just for me, the biggest thing I did is just make little goals. Like I've messed up more in the last month than I think I messed up all in college. <laughs> I was telling more that I was like, I've messed up more in this month than I think I ever have. But that's good. Like that's all like, that's how you learn that's how you learn and so Mm -hmm. that's something like my not being afraid to fail has has helped me in that sense is like okay I didn't do this great today but I did this great today I definitely felt better on this and just being able to keep building and find one thing every day so you know little goals I I was just going to say that Jordan you know Saskia like the insecurity at least for that I've seen with a lot of young players coming into a pro environment of worry about making mistakes and not recognizing that if they try to be perfect, they're actually going to end up, first off, they're going to lose their mind because mm-hmm. you can't be perfect. And second of all is that they're not expecting you to be the full puzzle put together when you come in. No. And what you, you, the mistakes are fine because it gives us as coaches, a, like something to build off of, like, are you consistent, consistently making this mistake or was this a one-off and it's like, okay, that's probably never going to happen again, you know? Um, but if you're consistently making something, Lloyd will say, okay, how do we tweak this and how do we build it and how do we coach it? Um, if you're trying to play safe and perfect, that's absolutely not what a coach or a team wants. And especially in training, you know, it's, it's, you know, cause what you do then is you, you don't extend your range in anything. You're, you, you need to go for things and you need to like just the analogy of crosses extend your range like try Mm -hmm. for things that you wouldn't have that's what that and and now against bigger stronger faster players where okay maybe your range in crosses was like to the six hypothetically Mm -hmm. right hopefully i know it's not farther but to the six (laughs) right and and that was fine in college and everything like that eating everything up but you're going to get punished right Mm -hmm. so now now you've got to clean things up a little bit further out you know, and, and you've got to, you've got to work on that and you've got to train that just you, as the pace of the game is faster, your ability has to get better and faster. And the only way to learn that is to make mistakes. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny, I, I was just going to say, you know, uh, Jordan, that like you were talking about, you know, the environment, you can't get away with some of the things that you were getting away with in college. And like, I remember there was this, uh, this, this one guy that I, that I was working with and he, he would do the hand on the hips. He would get hand on hand hand on the hips, and, and 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 I saw him. I saw him about a year later, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I noticed that you don't you're no longer putting your hands on your hips." It's like, "What changed?" He's like, oh, "I went to a I went to a pro training camp, and uh, and I no longer have the time to put my hand on my hips, basically, because they can read those cues." And then yeah, but uh, I would think I, I would think with Jordan, I'm thinking more of punishing like if you're not putting your let's say you're building out of the back and you're not putting that ball where it's supposed to be. Mm. The other team's putting it up, picking up, you know, whether you're playing small sided or whatever. And you know, your forwards on KC are putting it back in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I can't put that into no man's land. That's got to go right onto whoever's foot or into the right space so they can run onto it because now I'm getting punished for it. And in, in college, I got away with it. All right. I didn't, you know, I shanked it. I didn't put it into the right space, but we cleaned it up and everything's fine. Now it's right back down your throat. Oh, hundred percent. And I was actually, I was actually just thinking about that. I think it's beyond hands on the hips. (laughs) A little bit. I was trying to give, look, I was trying to give, I was trying to give a physical analogy that people could understand. 
you know, maybe some of Jordan's friends are listening who aren't yeah, in the of goalkeeping, yeah. you know, and they, they can understand hand. <laughs> you mean you're not, le- you're not leaning on the goalposts, like hanging out, like picking, <laughs> picking Danny, down picking Danny. the attacking third. Or Sa- <laughs> Saskia used to count, she, she, she used Danny to count line. the wings. The, no, you just oh, got the, the wings, right? The planes. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. I know the tail, the tail insignias of planes. <laughs> like I could be like, oh, that's Qantas or that's American and stuff. That's yeah. funny. That's a pretty solid team right there. Um, uh, before we kind of get into some of these breakdowns, Jordan, I actually want to talk about that, that, you know, you, Siski was bringing up a possession play um, and systems of play. How similar is or dissimilar is KC the way they play to the way you played at Iowa State? Um, we kind of obviously systems are a little bit different, but I think just like the keeping the ball and being able to obviously find the highest threats if possible, but fairly similar. Like I was super blessed at Iowa State to be able to really be involved with my feet. And obviously the position of the goalkeeper is obviously transitioning more. Like you're not just back there saving shots. You're definitely that 11th player on the field. And I think that's growing in the game all over. Oh, absolutely. Completely. And I mean, I'm so, I mean, Suska, we've even just talked about just the fact that, like, the starting <laughs> position of the goalkeeper's completely changed, you know? I was now joke. I used to be able to pick up the back passes. I will tell that joke <laughs> forever. Although that changed while I was playing. So I was like, Hold on. I, I have to pull – I, I, before, <laughs> before we go into the breakdowns, I want to pull this up. I want to pull this up what? right here. I want to pull up oh – I want to show you guys something here. Okay, where – let's see if I can find it here. Now, what we're going to watch all these. Here? Trust me, we're going to watch all these. Just this. <laughs> What the heck are you doing? Jordan is literally, she's inside the circle. Are you taking she's inside the, the circle? She's taking the free kick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you have talk to, about, talk about, good, Hey, guess what? It's a good thing you ran track. Yeah, seriously. I got, I got <laughs> yeah. I had to get my catapult numbers high, so I don't have to go to We know you yeah, can that, get that. Literally just saw her right there turn around and sprint back. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> pretty good ball you played in right there though. I appreciate it yeah I don't know if you found we played a, a few big 12 games the first ever game I played or our first ever big 12 win I would say we played Baylor and in high school I would do this thing where I'd catch a cross or something and if teams were high I would just put the ball out of the I'd roll the ball out of the 18 and just dribble until I until I got what I until I got it was like oh is Lloyd, like, is Lloyd watching? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see I don't know I'll have to send them this kind of kind of don't think you'll be doing this pro because if, <laughs> if, if you're, if your center back or somebody can't hit this ball, then Casey's got a big problem. And no, Casey does not have a problem with all their draft picks. So. Yeah, definitely not. But the first time I did it, I think I gave Dan a heart attack on the sideline. We did almost <laughs> throw off of it. But if you go and watch back the film, I put the ball down and dribble. And I think all my teammates are like, what is, go- what is this girl doing? They don't even know what to do. They're just awkwardly behind me, like looking over <laughs> the side, like, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Dan's getting up from his seat, sprinting down, saying, please just kick the ball. Kick it down. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> but teams actually would scout it to a point where they, if we were losing, oh, yeah. they put someone right in front of me, so I couldn't uh, pick the ball up and dribble anymore. So I had to, I I had to wait a little bit. I can't remember who we were playing against at UCLA, that their keeper used to do that and come up. Who was it? Used to come it was up Jordan. Take- it was probably you guys played <laughs> Iowa State. It was Jordan. It wasn't Jordan, but they would come up and take free kicks and stuff. And I'd be like, get the ball, Lauren, and knock it. And and like, you know, Sunshine or somebody run onto it and just put it in the back of the net. Like, I'm like, um, why are you passing midfield? Hey, I got I got a I got an assist one game for it. It works. People don't know what they're doing. They're like, what is this kid doing? <laughs> they're just shell shocked. <laughs> they're like i think they, they're like i think they put a field player in goal i think that's what happened i don't i think their goalkeeper they didn't have any goalkeepers <laughs> you have to ask Matt how many times i asked to play on the field i was like put me up top i'd be like a little surprised teams don't know what to do like what is this kid doing oh my never worked oh my, oh my i only gosh. scored in some spring scrimmages that was about it so we have on my on my men's team right now we have three goalkeepers on the team i'm the one playing in goal the other two playing on the field and neither one of them want to have anything to do with playing in the goal. They only want to play on the field. They only want to play either up top or, you know, like an outside wing position so that they get a lot of action, basically. Like, that's yep. that's how they do it. And my foot skills are not good enough, so I'm just staying in the goal. That's what's going to happen. 
that's what's going to happen. Um, all right, let's uh, stop talking about me and uh, my men's league, uh, and we'll go into these actions right here. I want to I want to start sharing some of these because I think you know one of the really cool things, Jordan, is uh, you know. We, we look at these different actions. Suskia was looking at all these different actions, you know, uh, when everyone was scouting for the draft. And, and a lot of these actions, you know, kind of show the qualities and why you got drafted. So I want to break down one of these plays. Uh, this is against TCU. Uh, and uh, this is like in the 28th minute. Um, outside the 18, this player basically just shreds, cuts inside, laves off to Cameron Lancaster, um, who crosses in a floated ball towards Brian, who... Look at that save right there. I just want to walk through that again because I love that drop step here that you have coming across patience and then just a solid tip over. Mm -hmm. uh, let's walk through it from the very beginning here. What are you seeing here? So obviously that player got cut in, got to protect the space and behind just our two center backs, try to make the service predictable from our center back. But I'm prepared for the shot because early in this game, she ripped one upper 90. So I was like, that is not happening again. Um, obviously as the ball goes wide, just protecting that near post, but also making sure you pretend that once I know that's not coming and kind of protect the cross. And then we actually worked on this in training right before this game because this was in scout. Just stay balanced, don't guess, and make the save. I, I love this right here. Suski, anything you want to add to here? I, I mean, yeah, I, I just I just love the patience. No, and I think the point is, is that um, the drop step's key here because I think you'll see a lot of keepers that'll get caught like, oh, maybe I should come. I mean, this is fun five yards out. Right. Yeah. So maybe I should come. And even if you get that hesitation where your, your first initial thing is like, okay, I should come that, that you're done. Right. So you come, you don't come, but instead you realize, okay, I got a drop step, get some depth and it allows you to make the save and it's a great save, but it's everything that leads up to that. That's, that's excellent. And that's, that's what we're looking at. And we talked about that. Like we talk about that a lot in the sense, like, I'm not looking for, I'm looking for what leads up to you making the save. Like, how do you handle the situation? Like, we can break it down from the top that I think there should have been more direct pressure and it should have been a, you know, they shouldn't have left the one out to get totally tooled and then drop. And then she should have been a little closer. So she couldn't get the cross off. We could get into all that. Right. But Jordan, this is why she works for CBS. This is why she works for CBS. <laughs> but right. the point is you didn't bite. And this is a, it's a weird ball because it's kind of lofted. It's not really driven. And I think we see some players that'll come and try to try to get a punch on this, but you're like, I'm not there. I'm drop stepping. I'm putting myself in the right position. If you didn't, it's a goal. Mm -hmm. And it's a weak goal. It's a goal that would have like just dinked over you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, if you, if you were just a slightly out of alignment right there, a little step forward, I think Gracie Bryan probably puts that header in uh, because you're probably not going to be able to, get that hand up in time but the fact that <coughs> the fact of how precise this drop step is as you recognize chase to just shift over but she even gets set after the drop set mm -hmm. so she's not still dropping so yeah. men, so it's a and you might not even see it but it's a drop set boom and being able yeah. to change your momentum to go up and not keep going back so yeah. I get really technical. So. No, I, lo I love that. I, I love this. And the, and the weight forward and the weight forward too on the set but too. But that's what I mean. Like she's able yeah. to readjust her, her energy, which a lot of people get caught not being able to set really quick and go up with the energy. They're still going back. They tip it into the under part of the bar, off the bar or anything. Set, boom, up, over. Oh, such a great point, Suskia. How many goalkeepers drop step negative into the goal in this situation so that what the by the time they're reaching up, they're all reaching, trying to pull the ball out of the net mm -hmm. as opposed to being in front, being able We're to not getting it. any not getting any power to get it over the bar. Yeah. It's almost as if you've worked with good goalkeeper coaches. So I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very blessed. It's all Jordan too. It's all Jordan too. Um all no. right, let's uh <laughs> we'll uh we'll move on to this next play right here look at that your team's congratulating you all right so again again against tcu this is a crazy kind of scenario here it's the seventh minute the ball's kind of bouncing around inside the 18 kind of finally like seven castain gets control and it's a slight pass to a tcu player that hits a shot that kind of takes a bad deflection so you're going down because you're already going momentum wise but then it's immediate chase and recovery to get in space and get ready for the shot and to simple play over. Um, the reason I wanted to show this play is because so many kids in this situation right here, when that right here freak out, 
they're like, ah, where, where's the ball? Where's the ball? And you know where the ball is the entire time. So look who how is simple that? that is. What, what, who is that? Eight? Who? On your team? Right center that's dropped? Yeah. Six, I think. Does she want her gloves? Does she want your gloves? <laughs> we we made into that a little bit. Yeah, I think she <laughs> in the second. I was like, she's trying to make me better. Add a little bit of screen in front of me so I can see. Like, oh my God, your team's your own worst enemy right here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh. No, so, but even, but this is a great point because even with your screen from your own teammate and everything, but to be able to get up and recover, um, I'm just laughing at what is she doing? <laughs> oh my God. I have so to peek. I don't know if you see, I have to peek because I can't I know see. you're looking I'm around. Your own but there's no, there's no TCU player around for miles. <laughs> Why is she it's there? It's like the epitome of keeping everybody on sides, to be honest with you. <laughs> I can't get over the player. So I think the, the save's amazing. I just can't get over the player. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she wants to see it from my angle. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's, she wants to do the go, break. Is this the one that when you go up and do the, the half, the kicks, like she has to stay back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see here, right here. But if you, you guys can see, and I want all the young players here who are seeing it, if you're listening to it, I want you guys to, to go back and watch the, the video podcast, is that Jordan's eyes are still mm -hmm. tracking that ball. You know, your head didn't just stay like this. Your your head stayed with the play. If everyone could see my snake move here, it's what you were doing right there. Um, and then right here, she's set. She doesn't overcommit over a cross, which is, I think, what happens a lot of times. Well, Boom. I think also the efficiency of you recovering. Like, it's that quick push-up, one hand, and you're back. And a lot of players, when they, they get back up from this type of a position, get back up on their heels or negatively, your your body weight's forward. It's a quick crossover step, which instead of a shuffle, which gets you there really quick, and you're back in position. Yeah, it yeah. seems like being balanced, too, because yeah. I'm guessing, exactly. hoping it's going away, but being able just to react to where it's going. Better just to be balanced than in the right position, still trying to move to get Absolutely. There. Better. Yes, 100%. Jordan, question for you right here. When this ball is hit, are you already thinking parry? Or, or yeah. are you? It was okay. just like seeing the spin and it rising, trying to catch that. I don't want it to drop in behind. So I went, left my feet, made sure it cleared the bar, just get it over and live to fight another day. Yeah, look at that airborne. Getting airborne like that. All Strength that coach is right there. Yeah. <laughs> See, if this were a TikTok, it would just be this part right here <laughs> with no context whatsoever. And people are like, yeah, and like kids are like, that's what you're supposed to do. They're like, no, there's a lot of pieces that lead to that, lead to that right there. Um, all right. That's my rant. Um, that's my old man yelling off the lawn uh, rant <laughs> right there, right there about TikTok. I sounded so old right there. Um, all right. Oh, look at that. Again, look at the passion showcasing right there. Oh, all right. Um, so let's go to this right here. So this is a free kick uh, scenario. Um, this is kind of, I think this is against Creighton. Mm -hmm. It's the fifth minute. Uh, this is like far out, Jordan. This is like what, like 30? This is very yeah, far I'm, out. I'm honestly deeper than I would like to be. Like, I want to talk this back, but she she read, she read shoot all the way yeah. on this. So I was like, I'm not taking any chances trying to play them behind. And, and I would deal with it then, but... And you guys can't see off camera right here, but I think Hannah Luke is literally like doing like the whole like Looney Tunes, like the run up to the ball, like to try to get as much power as possible behind this ball because she cranks that ball. It travels, watch, then redirects here. You have to recover, get across, adjust, and make this brilliant save. I mean, that is that is not an easy save to make from it was distance. Peeling like away had some funky spin on it too. Yeah. From what I remember. Woo. Man, those are tough ones. Suska, anything you want to add here? No, I think that, you know, you read shot. You knew her abilities and stuff like that. So even though you'd like to be higher, I think the depth gives you time to, to adjust mm -hmm. to the weird spin and everything, the funkiness <laughs> on, on the ball. Sometimes depth is good for that. Mm -hmm. Lloyd actually would – Lloyd's a proponent of that. So. <laughs> I think this is the hard part. I think this is the part where a lot of people panic is right here because that travel away from you, the ball breaking away like that throws so many goalkeepers off because they're so committed mentally to that ball going directly at them. When it starts breaking, they panic and they just push off, but you moved your feet. 
-hmm. you get a little step before if you guys see right here boom yeah, little step trusting trusting your feet and trusting your push as well not like mm -hmm. taking not taking too few steps but not taking too many steps and get that little half step in and then just trust that that power you have in that front leg that'll get you there yeah because i think if you push out from here i don't think you get it to be honest with you I think a lot of young players need to see that. If you go back and watch this, guys, because like if you push off from here, you know it's that little micro movement, as Susky always loves to say, her micro movements. And that's what the depth, the depth gives me the ability to get that step in. Yep, <coughs> absolutely, absolutely. Which is why, which is why I, I, I thought that you were, I thought you were plenty deep, in my opinion. That was, that was my thought. Did people want you to be higher? Uh, I just think normally free kicks. Um. Normally play a bit higher just to find that space, but I just remember in this moment reading shot all the way, and there was yeah, no, think, there was no need. To be I think that's an, an iffy area because yeah. number one, it's straight on. So aside from that being like a really a dink or a chip into that between the six and uh, the the penalty spot, like that's even a tough tough service for a field player to put into that spot. Like I, I, you know, I think your your depth and your positioning is perfect for this. Right. Easier to go forward than back. Hundred <laughs> percent. Very, very true. That yeah. is very, very true. Um, which is crazy because nowadays as goalkeepers, we're playing so high. A lot of our movements are negative, but that's a whole other topic for a whole other day uh, <laughs> to get set. into. We only have so much time before my voice goes. Um, all right, so let's move on. A lot of free kicks here. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I'm kind of having fun with these free, <laughs> these free kicks here. Um, so I think this is uh, I think this is Megan Riley from Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a couple of years ago. Um, and essentially, this is a ball. I think it's like 22 yards out. It's kind of looped over the near post, over the wall. And you have to just make some really solid lateral movement to get across. And again, that ball was going in. That was not an easy play. Um, and you stayed in front of it to play it in front of the post, too. Um, so first off, what are we seeing here? And how much scouting went into this, Jordan? Um, a good amount. I think a big thing for me, too, I got beat on a free kick. I was too tight. I didn't defend my back post enough and got beat. In the, obviously, you have to protect that space where your wall's not. I got beat there. I wasn't set, so I made sure here to be set on that outside and cover that back post. But also know that I could get back across and make that save. This game was atrocious. It was cold and raining in Ames, Iowa. The worst weather you could possibly have, in my opinion, minus some snow. Um, but just this was, I think, later in the game, too, and just being able to own this moment was big for us. Like, we always talk about, like, owning set pieces and winning the set piece, winning the set piece game, so... The, so you brought up such a great point, Saskia. I wasn't even thinking about that. That like these are the types of moments that 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 kind of it, like galvanize your team into being like, okay, I look at that. like, yeah, you said that <laughs> just now. No, no, no. no you, said it, just you said it. You said it. You said it in the past. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> no, I, it is especially late in the game when you can come up with a save or any point in the save to help, like, kind of push your team. But what I'm looking at is, I love the crossover into the short micro movement shuffle into to get your power to push. You know, you see a lot of keepers that might here might take a, a shuffle um, and try to push, but that crossover right there into the power into your power step to push is so key. It just gives you so much more momentum to really mm -hmm. get as much power as you can there. Yeah. I think the angle and I think of the free it, kick help like yeah. able to help that decision as well because there's a bit more time versus it being straight on. Yeah. And I think too is, is is that that crossover allows you to stay forward too. I think if you shuffle, you actually end up going negative to that post because mm -hmm. of the way the ball's bending away. Yeah, I just think it'd be too slow. I don't think you'd yeah. get there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Jordan uh, Suskia was known as uh, 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 La Gata. She was uh, El, El Gato. El, El Gato. <laughs> <laughs> she was known as El Gato uh, in the WUSA. Uh, well, that was a cat -like personal movie. thing, but yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a personal thing. Oh, I, well. think, I think like if, if Julie Foudy and them were listening, they'd be like, what? <laughs> that was like an A, 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 B thing between me and Tony, but okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not everyone knows. Whoops. Yeah, but now everybody knows. Well, yeah. I guess now I shared it with everybody yeah. here. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to this right here, uh, Jordan. This is against Iowa. A little bit of little bit of rivalry, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just it is a, a Cyclone bit. State, just so everyone knows. We did win the series this year. Woo! 
congratulate congratulations thank you uh, thank you and I think you know, honestly, and red looks better out there than you know than than no. Anyway, uh, I want people from Iowa to come on the show too. So <laughs> we we won't do that. Um. So this is a crazy scenario because I think this is like in the 17th minute. I think you guys are down to 10 players, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And the ball is just kind of, as Siska likes to say, it's a debacle inside the 18. Uh, it's just <laughs> bouncing everywhere. Look at all of this. What is going on? This is like bunch ball with the, like the U5s, you know, like where they're all standing around the ball. The ball finally pops out to Addy Bundy, who just hits a laser in traffic. I can't see it. I don't know where you can finally see it. To the upper corner, it's redirected. What a save there. And again, talk about galvanizing your team. There's just so much going on here. Uh, Jordan, tell us first off what's going on. With hey, the, Andy, we're screened oh. again. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm getting that screening on. practice in. You, know, you, you, have to, you have to send her some flowers or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like, thanks for making me such a great goalkeeper <laughs> with the screen. <laughs> I just think this, this is one of those moments the team is, we're kind of frantic. We don't really know. No, I know. I'm just having what's, fun. <laughs> no, 100%. Just like, just try, like, trying to fight another day, get the ball out, try to clear it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't even know what went through my head in this moment. Trying to find the ball. I'm, yeah, I'm but you have a you have a good set. solid. You are set. I a think you bit. are little little micro hop in there and stuff like that. But I think for the most part you're set. Crossover and then top hand. Yeah, you know that's tough because if you're talking about like 15 yards, you know, from the shot and everything with everybody in front of you. I think you know good vision. You found that you got sight on the ball. Obviously, that's a that's a brutal ball. That's that that is a. I don't think anyone would fault you if that went in. I mean, on, honestly, because I don't know how you, I don't know how you saw it. I don't know when you saw it. I mean, you, you probably know better than we do. But I think it is also such a testament to the fact that like staying calm in a panicking situation mm-hmm. is so massive to get to that next level. For any young goalkeepers out there who are wondering what it takes to get to that professional level, it's composure, calm, starting position, you know, and being effective in the moment with an effective action. I mean. And again, if you were unsuccessful in that action, I don't think anyone would have fault you right there. But just giving it a chance and not giving up on it, I think, is just it's massive. Yeah, just staying Although with Siska it. Although would have liked you to hold it, but you know, <laughs> I didn't I'm say kidding that. on that. No, I'm ki- I'm ki- I'm kidding on that. I'm the free kick, that. yeah, but no, just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll work on actually, that one. I'm so actually, kidding. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think, yeah. Actually, I don't think you could have gotten both hands across anyway. Yeah. I think, look at where that is. I couldn't have stopped that. That's for sure. Anytime you need a, a, a hype session before you have to play, just give us a call. I love it. are great hype people. I love it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Here you we gotta go. light a little yeah. fire sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, think. Think. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's all right. Great. All right. I'm going to remove all of those right there. Uh, well, Jordan, I hope you had a lot of, a, a lot of fun. Now with I'm that. fired up. I did. Thank you so much for having me on. This is oh awesome. my God. Of course. Oh, we're not done just yet. Come oh, on. No, perfect. Gotta... I'm, I'm just saying thank you. I'm appreciative. Uh, okay. Um, quick question for you. Uh, yeah. Do you have any advice for any, any, you know, ingoing, you know, college seniors, like a lot of them are obviously going into their spring season, getting ready for their college uh, season next year, uh, regular season next year, who have pro aspirations. Like, what's your advice for them in this coming year for the next 12 months? So I think the biggest thing for me, everyone was, you know, as the spring and fall starts, everyone's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay? Are you going to go? Because actually, I had a sixth year, but everyone's like, you're going to stay? Are you going to go? Like, what are you going to do? Like, what's your plan? I just think the biggest thing for me was just staying where my feet are, where my feet was, just like enjoying the moment, enjoying every game. If you're senior, it's, so last year of college, enjoy it. You've worked so hard each and every day, and you've progressed so much over the last four to five years. Just be where your feet are. And you can think about the future, but at the end of the day, like where you are right now and where your feet are is the most important. And continuing to get better. And if that is an aspiration, continuing to push yourself, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's on the field, but just continuing to get better, like take risks in practice, continuing to push yourself because – I think that's the biggest thing at the next level too is you never know what each day is going to hold or you never know what's going to come your way, but being able to push yourself to hold yourself to high standards is going to ultimately get you where you want to go. That'll be my I, biggest I think, thing, just staying where your feet are and enjoying the moment. Cause that's what I did my last year. 
I didn't take a game for game or practice for granted, whether it was good or bad. I left and I was like, I gave everything I had today. If soccer was over tomorrow, I would I would be happy that knowing that I gave it everything I had. And if I didn't come back for my sixth year and this was my last game, I'm at peace knowing I didn't hold anything back. You're so inspirational. I feel like you should should do it. Be, be doing like You're TED talks, TED talks, or like great. motivational speaking. <laughs> Jordan will be speaking at her at, at her high school, uh, talking about success. Uh, oh, please, I appreciate um, it. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was gonna say this, you know, um, Saskia, what with what Jordan was saying right there, I, I never even thought about it, but like you, you even just taking using my, myself as an example, whether it's soccer or anything like that, how how often do I, you know, end up focusing on the future or thy my next step as opposed to what's in front of me right now and how really the only way to be successful at that next step is if I focus on what's in front of me right now, which is in the spring moment. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're short-term goals, long-term goals, but going into your senior year and everything like that, like, yes, if you want to play pro, but you can't look beyond your senior year. You can't pl- be in the moment. I told Lauren the same thing. I mean, look, she won a national championship and she went in the draft as well, but at that time, it was just like, get through this, get through this season. You've worked so five years, you know, to be, to be here and be present for it. And the rest will work itself out. It'll fall, it'll fall into place because if you're not in the moment, mistakes come mm-hmm. and, and those are seen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Jordan, you don't have to get too, per- too personal or too in the weeds here, you know, so that, you know, scouting reports are, are written or anything like that. Or Lloyd goes, hey, you shouldn't have told that out on, on the air. But are, are there any specific goals you want <laughs> specific goals you want to share uh, that you have for your first professional, you know, uh, a year? Um, I think it's really important to understand the like environment and situation you're going into. Um, I think Dan was telling me on average, the, uh, a goalkeeper in the league doesn't play for three years. And I think just obviously for me being able to have short-term goals that are achievable, that can help me like move forward because obviously games like that would be amazing. But I'm, my main goal is just to learn, learn, continue getting better, but also set small goals, whether it's handling it's okay. I'm struggling with the pace coming in. My goal is to catch 80% of the balls and warmups. Obviously, you're going to, you know, it's like a tentative goal. There's obviously if service isn't there or something. There's going to be things that could skew that number. But just setting like small goals each each week or whatever the doing like a performance plan or and being able to pick the category of the topic and like, OK, this is what I'm going to focus on today. If we're working on crosses, it's going to be catch ball at the highest point or some, something like that. Picking one thing each practice to get better. And so I'd say they're more like small tentative goals, but just the biggest this year is just continuing to learn from AD and Cassie and Lloyd and be able to take in as much as I can and just be a sponge. I think that, you know, you have the perfect mentality going into this. Always remember to, you know, be your best out there because it just makes AD and Cassie better. Exactly. And you have a reality in front of you as well. Mm -hmm. Reality is it's a world cup year and that, you know, for all intents and purposes, AD is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the possibility of playing is a reality, um, you know, with cat, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so, you know, just don't look at ranks one, two, and three, look mm-hmm. at, I always say one, one and a half, <laughs> right? Like, you know, and make yourself, educate yourself so much and be present so much that when AD leaves or when something happens, nobody on that team thinks that there's like a shift or a drop in ability or mm-hmm. in how you impact the team from the start. If AD's like the starting keeper leaving, mm-hmm. you know, but you're on the, you, you're doing everything right. You're going to give yeah. your master class and everything. And- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have to work on that one. <laughs> no, no, she's going to do a, she's going to not master class. She's going to do a union class. She'll do a, un- a class yeah. on the union. On, she'll do a, a she'll do a module on the, on the she'll do a I webinar on the on the on the union. You are correct. Uh, there it is, uh, <laughs> Jordan. Um, but before we go, uh, if anybody wants to connect with you out there, uh, and you know, offer you some speaking engagements, uh, where's the best place for them to, to reach out to? <laughs> route, reach out. Wow, to free you. promo! I'll take it. Probably <laughs> my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, and and uh, we'll put that in the show notes so that you guys have that. Uh, and if you obviously want to reach out to us, everybody, it's contact at goalkeeper podcast for guest suggestion or topic suggestion or contact at inside the 18 media.com on regular email. But on the union app, it is at goalkeeper podcast at S Weber on the union app at Michael Magid on the union app. If you want to reach out to us directly, if we have no, you have no idea what we're talking about. We're talking about the union goalkeeper community. It's a free app that's available on all different platforms, engage, educate, entertain one another. We're going to have top coaches, players going to be having a lot of cool stuff. We have a webinar coming up next week uh, with the SMI soccer management Institute and Rome city football club out of Italy. Um, And uh, that's going to be really awesome. So, Go on the line and you can get the registration link. It's completely free. And speaking of free, we would like to keep this entire platform and the union free. And the only way we can do that is through the support of people like yourselves. So we have set up a <laughs> Patreon. It is patreon.com slash GKUnion. Uh, every little bit helps guys. There's a bunch of different level tiers where you have a bunch of different level rewards you get for the different tiers. So go on there, check it out. The money goes directly back into supporting goalkeeping edutainment, uh, that we are providing out there and, uh, making sure that I can afford to buy more cough drops. So I'm not coughing all the time on the air and eye and, drops uh, and eye drops and Pedialyte. And Pedialyte, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, guys, that? so if you're if, if you're Ricola or you're Electrolit and you would like to sponsor the podcast, we just gave you some free advertising uh, without asking. Uh, all right, guys, that is all the time on Inside the 18, and we are out. Later, guys. Yeah.